Welcome back to the Gold Advantage, your number one destination for all League of Legends picks and chatter on the Best of Three Network, your number one destination for all esports betting picks and chatter. My name is Scoot. As you can see, we've rebranded a little bit to an entire network covering a slew of different games. And I am back with Nikita and Chris. How are we all doing today, boys? It's January 2021. We've got a new season ahead. I think we're all excited. I, I can't speak for the other guys, though. I am so excited to be back. It's been far too long. I've missed you both. Um, you know, the the new, we're going to talk about all the new changes coming up for the LCS, all the different team transactions and who's gone where. But, you know, the new tournament for League is the play-in, and I am locked in for this podcast. I'm so pumped. I'm super excited. I'm really happy to be back. I've missed League. It's been a very long uh, off season. I've missed the podcast. I miss talking to you degenerates and I've missed making lots of money and then potentially losing it and then making it again, uh, gambling on it. So it's, it's exciting to be back and I can't wait for this next week. I make lose, make lose. Um, I think 2021 is a year of winning. If you ask me, I'm not sure about you guys, and I'm especially not sure about Chris because I think the peak of his betting will be damn one, and it's all downhill from there. Yeah, that's true. We have not had a podcast since I picked damn one to win Worlds last year, and then I haven't had the appropriate amount of time to gloat about my pick on that. And so I just would like to set the record straight. Obviously, not everyone here is a prophet. But I am in South of the Crystal Ball, damn one winning it all. I have big expectations for them to repeat this year. I'll go ahead and say that right now. Um, I think I can get odds on that, which I will probably place a massive wager on as we speak. Um, but yes, I cannot wait for the immense amount of a league that we are going to dive into. Yeah, we didn't have a podcast for a while because Nikki and I decided blowing the entire project up after you got something right. But you said (laughs) you started talking about the LCK. However, this episode will be about the LCS. And I will throw this over to Nikki to explain the League of Legends LCS 2021 season changes and the rule changes there and the lock in tournament and all of that good stuff to begin the year. Yeah, so, so it's been interesting because the LCS has actually also just uh, released a new rebrand. You know, it's been two years since they, they did the previous one, and they're looking to really define, uh, I think, the region. The the whole meme of North America at Worlds and international events has kind of gotten to a point where Riot is now looking into how they can make the region more competitive. I think something you know, maybe people aren't aware of is that actually North America as a player base is pretty small. It doesn't have a lot of players compared to Europe, uh, definitely not compared to Korea and China. Um, and that that has a huge impact on the kind of competitive nature of it. Um, the, the big thing they've done is they've created this new season across the whole of the year where spring split and summer split now both count towards um, the top three teams going to Worlds. Um, Spring Split has always kind of been a bit of a joke and it didn't matter, and Riot's tried to figure that out, and it seems like now, you know, it's it's all about consistency. The most exciting thing, though, is that they've created these kind of new playoffs tournaments, should we say, and we're starting off next week with the LCS lock-in. It's going to be a three-week uh, kickoff tournament, to kind of set the stage and see how, who has come out of the off season strong and who's who who's coming into the start of the season, uh, you know, as the team to beat. the The regular season, we're also going to get more games, five games a day, three days a week, same as before: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and you're going to, like I said, you know, the summer and spring season are going to be combined. The interesting thing is that spring playoffs and finals are changing into something they're calling the LCS Mid-Season Showdown, the MSS. And the winner of that gets to go to MSI. Um, Very similar, basically, to what was happening before. Uh, But I think it's actually the slight difference is that it's going to be six teams, um, which I think is the exact same as playoffs. So, you know, they're calling it a different thing. It's basically the same. Spring Split is going to be shorter. It's going to be six weeks, double round robin instead of what used to be nine weeks. 
um, but they are going to still be playing the same amount of games because they've upped the number of games. Um, but then Summer Split goes back into a nine-week uh, long season, and you know it finishes off with an LCS championship. So it's more games, and I'll just give my thoughts on this. I don't think North America's issues was the amount of games they were playing. It's cool that they've increased it. More league, more betting. I'm I'm obviously super happy about that. Not gonna not gonna be disappointed about that. But uh, I don't I don't think that's what's you know stopping the region from being competitive. So hey, adding an extra ten or twenty games is not. Oh my god! Now now North America, watch out. Um, I'm much more excited about the amateur scene that they're doing. Uh, where they've decided to get rid of kind of LCS Academy and they're going to be running these tournaments and they've opened up the the tier below the Academy level to third parties to be able to run tournaments regularly and the best teams from the the uh, kind of open tournaments will compete against the best teams in the Academy stage. And I think that sort of competitive environment and enabling more teams to have uh, you know, players are kind of have a, a sustainable pathway to going pro, I think is going to be way better for the talent development in the region. I'm, yes, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think they needed a higher quantity of games. I, I'm interested in the nine week triple round Robin for summer. Um, I think that'll be interesting as well as how they've reformatted into the Friday night league thing. So I guess try to make like Friday league its own thing from Saturday and Sunday, like a unique uh, brand, I guess. My whole thing is, I think the competition level overall in the LCS has grown minimally, I guess you can say, with the acquisition of a couple of key international players um, in Perks and Sword Art. But I do, I do agree. I don't think it was the amount of games that that was holding them back, and I don't think it will. But I do think the amateur scene increasing will help them out a lot. It's a, it's a problem that a lot of esports have, um, including one that I hold near and dear in Call of Duty, but uh, across the board, like amateur scenes are very hard to develop and, and hard to control in esports. It's not like a minor league system for the MLB or anything like that. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts on this new format, sir? I love it. I love everything about it because for me, I don't particularly give a shit if the LCS competes in worlds. All I care about is having ample opportunities to wager and the increased number of matches is right right at my core heart and i really cannot thank the team over at riot for giving me exactly what i needed which is more opportunity um the reality is they're still going to be playing against lcs competition so the quality of their matches will never improve and they'll still continue to flounder when they try and go up against the likes of the lck and the lpl um into some level the eu so that is neither here nor there but they're giving me what they're giving us more content. And from a betting perspective, I couldn't be happier. I, I mean, listen, I, I'm hopeful this year. And I think that in and of itself is a good lead into what should be the main subject matter of this podcast, um, introing the LCS this year, which is the enormous amount of team changes that we've had in the offseason. I don't think there's a roster that looks entirely similar to how it did last year. Um, we can start wherever you guys want, but I think a good launching place is probably a hundred thieves. Um, oh, wait a second. There is a team that is the exact same as it was last year, but they've just rebranded. Well, that's exactly what we're about to talk about, except hold on. They're not exactly the same. I do think they've gotten better, but yeah, you're talking about a hundred thieves, which is essentially the golden, golden guardian. guardian. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, it's I, listen from a hundred thieves perspective. I think that's a great play. They didn't have a great year last year, and I think the only real player that they might have lost out on was contracts um, in the jungle. But I think acquiring Golden Guardians, who put up a fight last year and it was a pretty young team, has a lot of talent, and then adding someday to that in the top lane is is not a bad move. I think they are better with someday than they will be than they were with Haunter. Um, and I, I'm actually hopeful and I want to see how they play because I mean, at the I end of the year, they're getting me a definitely a better player than Haunter, but I also don't think that Haunter was like the problem with Golden Guardians. 
And I, it's it's for me what's going to be like defining this this roster is was their performance in playoffs in summer split their peak, or is that just they managed to reach a cer- certain standard? Um, but let's talk about that because this is crazy to me. It's fucking crazy. Golden Guardians finished in sixth place last year in the spring split. Guess what place they finished in the summer split? Fifth place. And then they go on to get smoked by Team Liquid. So it's not like they fucking made it to the finals and lost in like a really close match. Yeah, but you are, hold on, but you are skipping the two wins that they did have. Okay, but one was against TSM. Yeah, and that TSM ended up winning. Yeah. So, so, one one game, one game, in a best of three, it was a best of three. Yeah, it that's just, blows that's my mind that Hundred Thieves thought that they could rebrand Golden Guardians from. And don't forget this: Hundred Thieves actually had a really good spring, suffered mightily in the summer, but to blow it all up and just take over the Golden Guardians, mind blown. Well, mind I don't blown. think it's blowing it up. I I do think I see kind of what you're saying. I think contracts was great, and you had Poom. I was big on, but the reality is Cody Sun and Rioma have been around. We've seen. I kind of feel like 100 Thieves had settled into a groove and they weren't really moving from there. What, and, you know, FBI and Hoogie in the bot lane, amazing. Partnering it with somebody who can FBI carry on the top lane, that's, that's going to be huge. Um, Closer is definitely a great jungler and has been, he's been developing really nicely. So this is that thing. If he continues to develop, I think DeMonte is more of a role player and he knows what he, he's there to support FBI who he and someday and that's if he can if he can fill that role i'm pretty happy with them but i guess it's it's a question of like do you think the only you know i don't think the old hundred thieves is better than this team no it's not i agree i agree 100 percent with you and i also i agree that demonte is a support player and not like not he's not playing support obviously but he is supporting the other players on this team but he also is a wild card. I mean, he had games last year, especially when they were playing well, where he showed out and he had some great performances across the board. And Nikki and I agree that someday is better than Hanser was, which is an upgrade. Um, so I, I think they have an opportunity to be better than Golden Guardians was at the end of last year. And they also are replacing a team that placed 7-8 in the summer split roster and looked honestly just beaten across the board at the end of the year. So I I don't mind this at all. Also, FBI is low key just a beast. Yeah, he's, um, he's, FBI was monstrous, and like I, I do, I really like this roster. I do. I mean, like I don't I don't know if I'd call Demonte a wild card, but like he he knows what he needs to do, and so long as he does that and doesn't start trying to like carry or throw things, if they play like to their strengths, I you know I see them in the upper half, like top five. Maybe they get top four. Oh, congratulations. You just bought an entire new team, brought them over, and you want to get it for a top five finish? Great. Fantastic. No, I, I said so I many teams that. have brand new what, teams. Oh, yeah. Okay, but sorry, but what are you looking for then, Chris? Like, what is right, your measure well, for success? Tying, tying this into my measures for success, as always, is either winning lots of money and or winning hey, But what for a team? If you're a team, for are you purely looking at first place? or If you ain't if first, it, you're last. Well then, but then what happens when you know that one team at the moment is for a season or two is going to be dominant? Do you just like tank everything and just buy the shittest team then? Well, you see, I don't think the Eagles. Yeah, you see, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. I, maybe you're an Eagles fan. Maybe that's you're you're just that. Yeah, maybe that's your philosophy. I'm, you like I music? think like no, <laughs> I want to see, I want to see teams play well. I want to put, and this is a roster I'm excited about. And I think that they, you know, can they even push into the top three? Yeah, I think they could. Could they go to? All right. Well, yeah, I agree, and I think a big I'm point here is that they're also they're still young, and if yeah. you give a team an opportunity to play better competition than them and grow mm-hmm. into themselves especially when you've made that roster just minimally better, but better nonetheless. And they, they have a chance to continue to play together, which is a big thing. And they showed improvement at the end of last year. I believe that they can get better into next year. But we talked about, you talked about your measure for success, especially when buying something. Now let's talk about the team that spent. Oh, wait, 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 money. wait, wait, wait. What, what, what do you got for me? Just to finish up 100 Thieves, their odds to win the lock-in tournament are fourth at 7.21, and their odds to win the spring split are at 9.11. So 
you know, there is value there, right? And that is, you know, oh, they're fourth. That's fourth. solid. They're fourth, and so um, if yeah, if, that's what I, if and you're I gonna, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna ride the FBI schlong and the rest of the uh, quality of that team, it could be a value play. Those the, the, there there is value there, and I love the. I love the odds. All right. Yeah, well, the problem, the problem also becomes though, when you're looking at this, you might love the odds, but I'm going to say that when you see the three teams ranked above them, that's where I start. You to don't go. love I the don't, odds. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I hate I, them. You know what? I love the odds on Golden Guardians at 68.6. You know, that is, mwah, I, who could yeah. love those odds? But yeah. 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 Do I think they're going to win? No, I don't. And I'm okay with 100 Thieves. I want, you know, at the end of the day, it's, and I'm going to say something that you're going to be like, "Uh, one team wins. But that doesn't mean you don't have uh, an entertaining series of other matches and other teams trying to compete. And I think 100 Thieves is one of those teams that can really push these teams um, and potentially, you know, cause an upset. Not to mention two to three are going to Worlds. So that's a big thing as well. Um, but let's talk about one of those teams that's in that top three and the heavy hitter of it weighing in at 2.4 odds, the fucking lowest there. Who did spend the bag to get better this offseason in picking the, up perks? Not the biggest bag. Not the biggest, huh? bag. Not the not biggest, biggest bag. Not the biggest bag. I didn't say the biggest bag. We'll get there. But in the mid lane, they did add perks. We're talking about C9, who I believe probably it's hard to it's hard to say that they don't have the best roster on paper right now in keeping um sven and blabber and then adding fudge from their academy and of course the big addition here is perks in the mid lane from g2 um they're gonna be tough to beat i think they had some problems or inconsistency with licorice and nixie or niski across the board last year especially when you we saw them kind of fall apart at the end of last season but now you replace <laughs> Niski with one of the best mid laners in the world. They're a problem in the LCS. It's <laughs> Cloud9 is going to be very good this year. I 100% agree. I'm a bit surprised by them. Like they said they were keeping the roster together. Um, obviously, when Perks comes up, it doesn't matter who you have in mid. Maybe barring Bjergsen or Caps, anyone, anyone will take Perks. RIP. He's such a. He's such a such a dominant force i'm more surprised about the licorice being dropped because i don't think he was I, I he's always been quite strong and good i don't know if he just got a good buyout or they just saw that you know fudge was doing so well and from what i've heard in academy he really was um or maybe licorice was a bit of the problem part of the reason like behind the scenes that things fell apart um but you know blab has been a beast sven and vulcan in the bot lane were beasting it last year it this is i agree I, it's hard it's hard to look at this and just be like you know how, the, how are they not the strongest team they've also changed coach they've now got rain over as coach you know it's his first time as head coach here but uh, i maybe reaper he'd been with the team for quite a while maybe it, you know that change is is also good and positive um I, only question is is perks here to compete or is he here to cash in Oh, is that is that Chris at the door to to come talk shit about C nine? Chris, you're you're invited to this conversation. I don't. You've always been a C nine hater. Well, it, it is funny being on a podcast with like apparently two fanboys. Oh so, my god! Here we go. <laughs> it, it it's tough to uh, it's tough to add much, but no. Look, you know, do we think that Niski was? Um, a big detriment is perks that much better than Niski. Um, yes. You know, well, we'll see. It, it's going to be hard to argue against them being top two at the value, which is 2.23 to win the uh, spring and 2.48 for them to win the uh, lock-in tournament. You kind of have to put money on them just because you pick one other team amongst it, but like you're still going to be in the positive after they win it anyway and so um i in my notes i do have cloud nine as the number one ranked team in my opinion and so you're not going to hear much argument from me on this one well you can also scale your bets too especially when you're placing on winners um and just change the ratios up a little bit to guarantee yourself money if you're if you're willing to do that 
But yeah, I don't think I don't think there's room for you to disagree on this one unless there's just some downfall here. But yeah, Perks is one of the better mid laners that the world has to offer, and they were going to pick him up when he became available. But a team that, in my opinion, I don't think has improved much moving on, of course, down the line to CLG, CounterLogic Gaming. I, I'm not... I'm not bullish on this team at all. I'm not bullish on this roster at all. I don't think I uh, there's like, there's one addition here that I'm like, well, there's a couple that I'm like, okay, maybe, but I just don't see it. I don't, I don't know what you guys have to say about this, but well, FlyQuest like wild turtle edition. He was never really one of those players that you were like, wow, this is why FlyQuest is winning. And he wasn't really ever an impact player. And, it's it's very weird to me what they've built here. So I'm actually going to go the opposite on this. This is actually one of the teams I'm incredibly bullish on for this year. Now, taking into account what I said earlier, knowing that it doesn't really matter unless you win at all. They're not going to win at all. Congratulations for another. But look at what CLG did last year. They were in 10th place, a.k.a. dead fucking last, um, in the spring series, and then 9th in the summer. So... They can't do much worse, and I'm actually encouraged by the fact that uh, <laughs> Madison. <laughs> it's not your turn you know yet, Nikki. It's not your turn yet, Nikki. You know hundred right, they can't do worse. Bullshit. A hundred things is bullshit because they're trying to do a little bit better. But you know, I'm pretty proud of CLG for because they can't do worse. So you know, there's they're, a they're difference like, when you go out and acquire three players to make. What do you think these guys find different? Teams. They did you just acquire three players. You think, you think Broxer and Wild Turtle are just free? <laughs> just and, I think that they are three quality players going to come in, shake some things up. Glad to see that Madison Square Garden um, is actually investing finally for the first time, it seems like in a while, in their esports team. And so I am bullish on them. I think that they will finish in the top half of the league. So I'm picking them to be above fifth place. I wish I could like, unfortunately, you know, the futures aren't as advanced in other sports, but I would actually a little, a little secret, but I have them at fourth place for the spring this year. To be fair, nobody was going to pick up their old players. They have now have two free agents, one player of the Academy and one player going to FlyQuest. So Nikki, what do you have on CLG? You know what? CLG is, is, is a bit of a, a um, yeah, I just feel a bit like it's fine. You know, I, do I think Finn is decent? He's fine. He was part of a team I really like in Europe, but I, I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's great. Same with Broxa. I don't think Broxa delivered what he needed to on Team Liquid, so I understand why he got, you know, let go. Um, again, I think he'll be solid. Pobelta is solid as a mid laner. Wild Turtle is a good AD carry in the upper half, and Smoothie is fine. Like, whatever. And that's kind of how I feel about the whole roster. Do I think it's better than last season's? Yes. Do I, is there anything exciting about it? No, these are a lot of like, apart from Finn, who's a bit of a younger player, Broxa, Pobel to Wild Turtle Smoothie have all been playing for ages. You kind of know what you're getting out of them. This is a very like middle, bottom half of the pack team. Um, yeah. So I'm just like, I think it's an upgrade, but they'll, I don't see them finishing higher than like, I don't know, seventh. Do you want to just... put a little friendly wager on that since I can't put it on the sports book? I have them finishing at seventh, which is exactly where the bookmakers have you, them finishing you, for the lock. <laughs> so I'm willing you I'm willing to put a friendly wager on the fact. Uh, so $10. I'll, I'll write this down. We'll tweet this shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, yeah, oh, it's $10? Okay. Come okay. on. Tell, yeah, yeah. Let's put a little bit of money on 20, it. 20 $25, $30. $30. Let's put right, 20 Fine. Nikki, $10,000. $10,000. You're right. Uh, $10,000. Um, seven or below. Deal. Seven or below. I, yeah, I should I'm, get involved in this, honestly. And you're saying, and you're saying, uh, you're six or you're above. Saying, six or above. Okay. Ooh, All right. Done that's spicy. That's for spicy. $10. For $10. I, uh, Does that work? Chris, I, yeah, I'm not going to condone this. But they are coming in for the lock-in at 27.2 odds. And as Nikki said, in seventh place to win it. So 
there's <laughs> there's where that number actually no to be fair to Nikki there's two teams with the exact same odds at 27.210 CLG and Immortals but moving on to the next team we have down here Dignitas and by the, the team way, sorry real quick just to yeah. just to make sure that we're clear clear because I don't want any bullshit humming and hawing later we're saying for the spring like when split. I won yeah the, we're saying the split the, we're saying the split yeah, yeah spring split, split like, not the not the not the lock in. Right. No, you're you're covered. Okay. Oh, right. oh God, oh. yes, I love. Oh, this. oh no, oh, I. Oh, it's a huge it, fucking L coming your way. Yeah, but I mean, so, so, and, and and the 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 insinuation that there will be some bullshit considering that I won the Call of Duty betting. Get that the we fuck did, out of here! I don't even talk about terribly on day one, and then just were like, yeah, it's fucking bullshit, and refused to. Nikita, who, Nikita, who picked? Who picked the world's winner? Just remember that. Absolutely. Listen, we were gonna even a broken <sighs> clock is right twice a day. Okay, now talking about a broken clock, let's talk about Dignitas. Hold on, broken clock. I think you mean young talent. <laughs> sure, if that's what you're saying, if that's what you're saying, no, so no, no. I just listen, I get, is I get great, it. but the rest of the team, I don't really care about. It's it, it. This is a lower half team. It's it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, they're not very good. But I do get excited to see like young talent come onto the scene. Of course, from like academies yeah. and whatnot, especially homegrown talent or talent fake that you poach from a hundred thieves. No, but fake yeah. gods Saligo have been bouncing around in academy for a little while. It's cool that they're you know that they are. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're solid. Um, and it's good to get the, the, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they're in Dignitas for a year, maybe two, and then they go to another team. When yeah. you say, when you say solid, do you mean dead fucking last or second to last place? Cause that, yes. that's, yes. you know, hashtag but free gear doc. But play, yeah. But playing on stage and stuff like that, I appreciate, like, I, I think those players are young and they don't have LCS experience, like main stage type of experience. And, you know, I, they'll probably be around for the next few years as older players retire. Chris, I'm not going to wager you on it, but they're going to finish above CLG. That's another $10 wager. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll take that at $10 straight up. Done. I got you. Done. I'll take you for that. That's that's fine. I'll take your money. It's all good. Um, I do think they cut some dead weight. And... That's, by the way, terrible bet. I am with CLG on that. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm so bearish on CLG, and I can't put my finger on why. Because you know the game, because literally they've got like a really solid mid laner jungler and uh, AD carry. It's yeah, a top laner. It's, you know Dardock? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I, hashtag, I know. Hashtag free Dardock. He's fucking know? in there alone. He can't yeah, really no, no. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll, he'll get some support here. Some breakout years from academy players. Um, we'll see them finishing sixth and CLG finishing seventh, which will have you losing two bets on the same day. Uh, to continue here, laughable. Another team that made three switches. Um, in EG, actually, wait, wait, hold on, wait. You guys have no opinions on Dignitas? Is that is that it? Is that what we're saying? Shit. Move on. Told you they're gonna finish above CLG. That's my. uh, (laughs) That's that's your hot take. Okay. That's that's the highest they'll achieve, and it's okay. just to take Chris's money. But their odds to win the lock in are sixty eight point six. Right. Which, yeah. Moving on to EG, um, <laughs> another team that replaced three players across the board, but one coming from Team Liquid. Interestingly enough, one from their academy in Defly, and then one from FlyQuest and Ignar. Uh, the player from Liquid is Impact, of course. They kept Svenskeren and Jizuke. Um, I actually think this is this is a very interesting team right now. I I think keeping both Svenskeren and Jizuke was a good move, and I do think Impact is very good. It's just like they I, I think Liquid and EG played with like a similar pace last year. Liquid might have been a little bit slower, so I think he fits in there. It's just a matter of what happens with your ADC and your support, definitely and Ignar, which are both new additions as well. Um but I do think that EG has improved here besides I liked Golden Glue. I don't know what you guys thought about him, but he's he was kind of one of my one of my boys. Yeah. That's sad Golden, to Glue, Golden Glue is a boy. He's he's such apparently just like a super nice guy, but he just kind of apparently really dominant in scrims and everything. Um just struggled to kind of convert it on stage, but was always solid. 
Um, I'm excited to see him as a coach, but I think I, I like this roster. I, I, I really like the roster when they were going to get lost uh, instead of Defley. That fell through. I think Ignar is great. I think Defley is solid. The problem I have with this roster is actually not with this roster, but it's with the rosters that I rank above it. This is this is kind of like, you know, if I think Jizuke is really good, um, and I think people kind of overlooked him a bit last year. Sven performed really well last year. Ignar, Beast on FlyQuest, Impact, great player. So it's like across the board, you have four out of five where I'm like, these are really good players. My issue kind of comes in that when I'm looking at higher rank, like, Cloud9, Team Liquid, and stuff like that. Um, it's hard to see this roster beat them. Um, I'm I'm most excited to see how EG and kind of like, I think it's 100 Thieves EG are the two teams that are going to be knocking on the top three. And the book agrees with you. EG I, at 11.5 odds to win the lock-in. Chris? Yeah, I think that, you know... I think that this is going to be a controversial statement. I think they were smart to part ways with Hooney. I think Hooney's a bit old, and actually, which will feed into my later conversation on TSM. Hooney's younger than three. Impact, but okay. But you better not. Hooney's younger think, than Impact. You yeah. know that, right? Yeah. yeah sir. But I think that Hooney's a bit overrated. I think Check that the birth certificates. He was, he was strong <laughs> for them in the, uh, in the uh, top lane. I think that's going to be a massive miss for them. And so I actually have EG finishing right around the middle of the table uh, yeah. in fifth place. And so, you know, I think they're going to be good. They're going to dominate the likes of the shitty ass Dignitas of the world, but um, might struggle actually against my boys at CLG. I think it'll be a toss up between where those two. Oh finish. my, that's ridiculous. Absolutely not. They're going to beat the they're, dick on the CLG. They're a, they're a gatekeeper team. That's what they are. They're a gatekeeper team in that they'll beat the, the lower ranked teams and I think they might provide a bit of a challenge for the higher ranked teams. Um, it'll be interesting to see them because sometimes I think some of the best games come from these fourth and fifth place teams when they start to click really well and maybe when the higher place teams overlook them a little bit and you can get these really exciting upsets, uh, which are great to make money on. So I do like this team. It'll be... But it's like I said, it's hard to see them as better than than the higher ranked teams. Yeah, they're coming in at uh, I think fourth or fifth place with an odds of fifteen point one seven. So the sports books have them right at the middle of the table as well. Very unlikely to win anything, but we'll be competitive. Well, there's a the team right next to them in FlyQuest who got rid of their entire fucking roster, or not got rid of. I guess it kind of got poached after they showed out at the end of last season, losing. The two impact players there, Sant- Santorin and Power of Evil. Um, but some interesting replacements here, especially the Rainbow Seven replacement in the jungle, Jose Deodo. Um, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, you guys can correct me. I don't, I it wouldn't bother me. But then they also poached a few C9 players or one and two Academy players, and then a Dignitas player and Johnson. I'm very bearish on where FlyQuest will end up this year. Um, I also think that this is a middle of the table team in regards to our previous conversation about EG, but I think they'll be a little bit below where EG is. I don't see this team. I I just don't see the glue here and I don't see them being super successful in anything. I know rainbow seven performed a little bit better than they should have last year, especially at worlds, but this kind of comes down to whether or not you thought licorice was the problem with c9 um but i do think he'll perform better than the rest of the team they have here not sure about palafox and diamond i'm not familiar with either of those players but i think nikki who follows the academy a little bit more than i do can speak to that i don't i don't like look licorice i don't know if he's the problem and even saying that is it's one of those things but maybe he was a problem within the team do you know what i mean like he might not be a problem but maybe he was the swap swap that needed to happen he'll be really happy here you know these guys FlyQuest is a little bit. Um, it's a. It reminds me a bit of CLG, kind of solid players, um, but I'm. I'm not. I. I don't really see them coming out. It. it, it you know. I don't think. I think had they been able to run back last year's roster, they 100 percent would have. 
didn't happen. So, yeah, um, they made good choices. Thing. They made good choices with what they could. Um, I think I don't diamond too much. Palafox has been knocking around. He's he's up and coming talent. Jo- Johnson was solid again, like not a top tier ADC, but again not a bad one. Like I wouldn't disagree with that. And Licorice is a he's a I think he's the veteran of the team. And I could see him being pretty yeah. good at leading them. It's, I'm just angry. I gotta be honest. I'm just angry about this well, team. Well, hold on, Fly, hold on. FlyQuest was so good last year. And for it them was. just to fucking sell off Santorin, Power of Evil, and Ignar, They did it sell off. So Santorin's contract was up, and Power of Evil opted out of this final year. So it it's sucks. tough. Yeah, it it's just bad timing for a roster to gel like that and then to lose your players. So, to, so I think they made a good choice though, selling Ignar and, and Wild Turtle though, because once yeah, you, I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna lose, I think, I think they were like, yeah, this is the right. Decision. This is a rebuild year for them, in my opinion. Exactly. Yes, I, I, I agree. Classic rebuild year, and so therefore, yeah. I have them coming in in eighth, only Ooh. beating out Golden Guardians and Dignitas. So I, Ooh. I don't agree with that. I think they're more like a six seven team. Yeah. But the difference that I see between them and CLG is that they went with the young player route where they get academy players and try to build up from there. And I this is a rebuild for sure, especially when you lose like that entire roster and selling wild turtle and Ignar mm-hmm. who I don't think impacted the game as much as power of evil and Santorin. And I think you guys would agree with that, but they all performed well together. But I do think those are good sales on the back of the success that they had last year, especially when you lose those two highly impactful players. So yeah that's the difference for me is that they went with academy players and if they're going to build from there it'll be interesting to watch especially because both teams added an international player one from rogue and one from uh r7 i'm very interested to see what this team does i don't have high hopes again like six seven place but the odds say i'm excited my quest i'm going to be rooting for them because i have them coming in six and I have CLG as like seventh, so it's I'm going to be rooting for them, winning their matches, and just taking Chris's money. I'll do another CLG above FlyQuest wager if you want it. Jesus Christ! Oh, you make double up? Absolutely. CLG over FlyQuest. Oh man, you are just bad decision. Bad decision. I'll take it. Ten bucks. All right, all right, all right. I'll let you guys make your wager, but I am going to move down the table to our no, next. No, I mean, well, I just, this is excellent. Like I'm just gonna. I'm making so much money. It's gonna be great. All right, all right. It's personal and funds, though. This is not personal funds, but it's gonna be. Uh, you know, every single FlyQuest match now, I'm gonna be rooting in CLG. It's gonna go down. Injected back into the company. I, I might even bribe CLG with fifty bucks, and they'll probably <laughs> take it. They're such a you know poor organization. Oh, um, uh, okay. Well, moving down to the team that did lose their <laughs> entire roster to 100 thieves, Golden Guardians. Uh, we've got an interesting composition here. I, you guys know how I think this is. Well, you guys are both going to say this is a bottom of the table team, but I am excited to watch them play because they also went the young player route, getting a player straight from Maryville University and iconic in the jungle, which. Let me tell you, he'll be electric this year. That's just my prediction. But also picking up Niles for the top lane, a blaze alive for the mid lane, Stixe for the ADC, um, and newbie for support. All of these players are coming from just various places. They've kind of mashed this team together. I will agree that I don't see them having great results, but again, they'll probably place above CLG. <laughs> Is it possible not to win a single match all year? That- no, they, they will. I, I don't oh. think they're in a single match this year. They literally have a college team. I, they actually might lose <laughs> to a college team. I'm not sure who would win. It's an interesting matchup. I think, Hot, matchup I, think, I think Iconic in his Maryville University team might beat this Golden Guardians team. Well, he's not. He's he's playing in the LCS now, so I'm pretty sure the rest of his college roster is probably jealous of where he is. But I think he's going to be electric. And you know what? For a team that lost their entire roster, if this is the best they could do, because they're not one of the higher cap organizations, like they're not a C9 or a TSM. I mean, they're owned by GSW, so they should. 
Yeah, they're owned by the same people who own the Warriors. They just so you know, KD's money, not there anymore. Use that money to build a proper roster. <laughs> yeah, use the basketball money. <laughs> if you're gonna have a team in the LCS, like, can you at least show up and and try? Like, it's embarrassing. So, you know, my notes were literally, it's going to be terrible. Hashtag sad. It's a bummer. Golden Guardians were kind of a fun team to root for last year. Um, yeah, book agrees with you. Sixty-eight point six one odds to win the lock-in. A hundred and two point two three to win literally a single game. So. Nikki, no, that is not their odds to win a single game. <laughs> that would be beautiful. Um, I yeah, they're they're bottom place for me. I I you know look, they yeah. they lost their team. Some of the players again, kind of like a Blaze Olive getting a starting spot. Good for him. He's a great name. It, it's it's very, I my issue is it's like Stixay is the the veteran, and that's not not who I would have <laughs> pick as a veteran to lead a team. Like maybe one, maybe one of the rookies is. But like when I see Licorice as the veteran, I'm like, okay, this I think he can. Yeah, lead and that's a pretty that's solid. When I see Stixay as the veteran, I'm like, ah, so you know, I they're like. 10th place for me. I mean, Licorice is coming from a successful organization and Stixay is coming from last year's CLG. Yeah, but that so doesn't... it's a little different. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know you're what you're already, saying. Already, I, I, don't, I think CLG already, already, already spent too much time on this team. I think CLG hey, Yeah. Watch um, your mouth, Chris. But, but yeah, and then, you know, the the team after that, I'll, I'll start it off. It's Immortals and all I have is meh. His notes. I, okay, well, here's where I'm like, because I, I have the list, and they currently have two ADCs, and it's not clear who's going to start at the moment. So do you go with your new Ray- pickup and raise from Legacy, or do you stick with Apollo? I think raise is starting. Yeah, that's what I would assume, because there's no reason to go out and get one, right? Unless you're going to play them. Well, no, yeah, no, like- there's no reason. So my notes on this is they picked up players from other shitty teams, but at least they're trying. So I'm actually <laughs> somewhat hopeful. There's a hundred things. Again, you have like some special place in your heart for, for bad teams making bad decisions or like picking up, you know, and you're like, hey, they might go from 10th to 9th. And, you know, I'm really happy That's about exactly right. that. Last, There's like hundred things. who's like, no, we want to push for that top five, top four spot. You're I like, have a hundred is third place. God, Immortals I, sucked last year, though. I have a hundred thieves as third place for the record. Um, Immortals. Trash talk before. Which, okay. Of course. All right. I have Immortals. Let's have, let's get there when we get there. First right, of all, right. Immortals. Let's not spoil place. the top three, bottom three. Yeah. Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> so Immortals eighth place in the spring, tenth dead fucking last in the summer. This year, you know. I have them doing a bit better, better than FlyQuest. <laughs> We're not even there yet, but I have some, I have some hot takes coming up. But actually, oh god, <laughs> I have Immortals doing all right. I already know what the hot takes are going to be about. It's about Liquid and TSM, um, probably specifically TSM. I, I have a feeling you have a vendetta. I, yeah, I don't know what to say about this team. Um, they got a couple of players that played together before from Astralis, Zerzi, and Destiny. Um, and then Revenge coming up from the FlyQuest Academy team, and then whatever's happening with the fucking ADC shit. It's all over the place. Uh, last place Meh. team Summer Split. There's nothing Meh. really to say about this team. I think Meh. we can move on. Team Liquid. To team team that Liquid. That's talk about more. Team Liquid. Team Liquid. <laughs> team Liquid. I, yo. Yes. Yes. I agree. I This team is, this team is good. Great, <laughs> very moves, good great moves. I'm like, great you moves. know what? I, I Santorin is is it's. I've kind of never. He's never been my favorite player. I just like. I think he's good, but but he really impressed me in FlyQuest. He's always been solid, but but Broxa wasn't doing enough, and I think Santorin could be great. I'm so excited about the Alfari pickup. Alfari has been like so consistently solid in Europe as one of the top top laners. Um, him coming over, I think, is, is going to be great. I think he's a great addition to the team, and it will be really cool to see how, how these guys perform. Yeah, and 
I this is very interesting to me because they did keep that core of what made them solid last year um, with Jensen Tactical and Core Core JJ, and adding these two players that we are big on as well. I think makes this roster formidable and very capable of competing with C nine, which is obviously yeah. their main competition. They are at number two with the odds of three point four to C nine's two point four to win the lock in, and I'm sure it's very similar for the entire season. I but see this as like a Worlds team. Like, I see it as a globally competitive team. Like, I really do. I think Afari yeah. is on that so, level. Core, like, to me, it's, you know, is Core JJ the best player in North America? Do, I think he's he's in that discussion. Maybe uh, now he could be. And, but, like, it's so just... A, who do, I mean, I think this is a worthy conversation that worth having. Who's going to win between C9 and Team Liquid? Because you're still getting... For 3.04 odds to win the spring series, I think it's a fucking tasty little nibble to go after. I I don't know. It's still 3.0 odds on somebody winning an entire season of play. And it really, it'll come down to... 3.5 for the lock-in is also delicious. Yeah, I I agree more with that one because it's a one-off tournament. But this is really about how you believe that different European players will fit into North American rosters, right? With Alfari in the top lane and then Perks in the mid lane for C9, as well as Santorin making that switch or switching the culture of Liquid from the more methodical pace to the FlyQuest in-your-face, let's-fight pace that I they mean, had at Jensen the end of last year. Jensen is, like, one of the most aggressive mid laners. Yeah. Could- that's across like how much time he spends over the half um i think you know the, not a criticism of roxa i think he he played that well but having someone aggressive like santorin someone aggressive to like Andre, well, i'm i'm really i'm really yeah. interested to see how this this team goes i i kind of disagree with them being ranked I, you know i rank them on par with cloud nine it's I, hard yeah, to i can i can get behind that so it's hard value I love the word value. Great value. Great value. Great value. I think right. they'll split over the course of the year, to be honest. Um, and I do think that it, it's interesting that you said that Jensen was super aggressive because then you go back and you watch their VODs and the games are very slow, right? Yes. And if they are able to push the pace more and honestly play more like an LPL he team. A, he puts a lot of pressure on his opponents. Yeah, so that's that- what I'm saying. Like if they're able to play more across the board aggression like an LPL team in your face I, I it could get very interesting for liquid it's exciting well I, I'm definitely curious to see how this goes uh, well, we'll I'm happy to, to I'd be I'd be more than keen to put a taste on liquid for both spring and for the lock-in at those odds it just seems like it's a great option and for to get a whole additional point on both of those when you're when we're kind of going back and forth saying that liquid is equal to cloud nine, maybe even potentially better than cloud nine. That is delicious. Well, we have one team remaining. And in my opinion, this is the team that I am personally most excited about because I believe that loss is a very good player, but we are obviously talking about TSM, the last team remaining on the list who lost. This is like the big storyline here. Obviously they lose Bjergsen as well as double lift Bjergsen being the big one there who moves to coach. So they don't entirely lose the influence, right? They lose his play. Double lift is also a loss there at ADC. Um, but I do think loss will fill his shoes very well. And I think that power of evil under Bjergsen's win wing can play at a very high level for TSM. I also believe that this is an internationally competitive roster, which might be a hot take right now, but they are ranked below both liquid and C9. This is going to be an interesting year for TSM. They've got a lot to prove um, and was the Sword Art edition as well, the biggest spending of the offseason by a single org on a single player. Was it worth it as support to get Sooning's shot caller and support player in Sword Art? Chris? So I think... Oh, here we go. Waiting to the entire podcast, this is going to be my biggest disappointment team of the entire year. I think that you've got a bunch of beautiful pieces that look really nice and look really expensive and are in theory great, but will not mesh as a team. You know, there is no continuity from last year. And I, while they've been doing some scrims and looking well, 
I think that you're actually going to see this team fall below the halfway point, and I think they're going to fall finish in the bottom half of the league. Jesus fucking Christ. I'll take that bet. How much? $25, $50. I'll bet you they don't finish below halfway for 50. All right, so you're saying I'm not I'm not betting $50. I'll do $10. <laughs> 25. $10 that they are uh 6 or lower. Fine. I mean it's free money for me. 6 or above $10. Can I jump in? Can I also get 10? Yeah, exactly. This team is like like uh, speakers are very good. Huni is also very good. Power of Evil, yeah, he's not Bjergsen. He's not going to drag an entire organization to Worlds every year. But he's good, and he has Bjergsen still behind him to coach him like in that role as and well. So he has that knowledge. Again, I'm not questioning the talent of each individual player. I am questioning Bjergsen as a coach and their ability to gel and perform well as a team. But where's like where's that coming from? Because I mean, like the only question mark there is can Sword Art transfer from from Asia to America and bring over those ideals and have them play? If he's making the calls, which he did a really good job for for Sooning, I think Hooney's over the over the hill. I just don't think he's going to perform this year. You think he's over? You think he's too oh, old? Wait, can, oh, sorry, than I, I, <laughs> Chris, will you take ten dollars with me as well? Um, write it down. If you. If you give me ten dollars for five or below for each of you, I'll do it. So you see, no, no, you don't. What, what, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, come on, you're so confident, and now you're. I mean, they're not going to place out of the top five. Nikki, we're chilling. I know. (laughs) I want ten dollars. They have to be top four for me to lose. No, 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 no. You said six or below. Well, I'm changing it if it wants to be both of you. <laughs> no, okay, all right, all right. We'll figure out our wages is, off air. Honestly, uh, I just, I, it's ridiculous. I, I can't, can't condone this. TSM Huni is is at his best was on you know T1, um, and what you know uh, has been on an undefeated team in Europe and North America. He has not been as motivated. You can tell. And that's a shame. I still think he can be the best if he decides to be more motivated. Um, but even at his worst, he is like a top three, top four top laner. He's he's great. Um, age has nothing to do with it. We've seen people like Bjergsen, Doublelift, Impact, all of them perform great. Speaker really impressed me last year. Um, I was I was a doubter, but I have to say he actually has the, the performed Power of Evil, another great mid laner. Obviously, it's tough to fill uh, Bjergsen's shoes, but I think Power of Evil is definitely one of those mid laners that, you know, if you if you take perks out of it, he's probably second best mid laner after Jensen. Yes, I'm trying to think of who who else is. Yes, there's no one else I can think of. Not else. Yes. So excellent. You know, Jizuke, no, not better than him. Um, yeah, like so, he's the second best mid laner that there is. It's great pickup there. A blaze all of you can do outside of Jensen. <laughs> um, yeah, not definitely not second best with the <laughs> name. Lost is from everything I've heard, really good, like really good. Um, I actually don't know about the sword art pickup. I listen. It's a lot of money. Six million is an obscene amount and chump my on this podcast, though, up, for the like, record right? it's chump change on this podcast just <laughs> chump change. yeah i know like we're, we're betting twenty thousand. chris wants to split a five ten dollar bet into two but yeah sure <laughs> chump change. all right um it's the cheapskates i i just um i don't know I just I I don't know what how Sword Art's got like someone like Core JJ has come in and had such an impact on the league and had such an impact on the team, uh like Team Liquid. It's a question of like does Sword Art do the same? I think um, if they give him the opportunity to IGL, which I believe he will be in charge of, considering the players they have here, um, which he did for Sooning last year and. As we said, I mean, I was listening to the world's comms from one of the VODs. He's like, he did an incredible job across the board, and obviously it needed to be translated, but it was 
it was a masterpiece in my opinion. And I think they played really well under him. And I think that's part of why Sooning was as successful as they were, especially late in the year. Um, it, but like, a huge what is his English like and how? Sure. How yeah. So is that going to take, are they going to be able to make it work in spring or summer? Um, but regardless, I think this is, this is such a, such a potentially good team. I can't rank the, the thing with this team is I can't rank it like with Cloud9 and, and Team Liquid, where we can really just instantly point like, hey, these players across the board are great, and you really expect them to deliver. I think TSM is sure. just below that in that you know uh Huni, as great as he is, or as good as he is, I wouldn't say he's great at the moment, but as good as he is, he has not necessarily uh been dominant. Uh power of evil had is very good, but he had a hiccup when he didn't have the right team around him. He didn't perform as well. So there is a thing that is like, it's speaker was speaker so good because he had uh double lift and Bjergsen, arguably two of the best players ever in North America. You know, like there's a lot of, there's those things that kind of make me go like, okay, well, uh, is, is the team actually uh, going to be able to deliver? But with that, to, to say they'll finish, outside the top five absolutely fucking not i mean i can i can get behind the uncertainty that you have and you know i can see where you're coming from I'll, do this. I'll give you i'm willing to if you bet 25 i'll bet 35 <laughs> chris so here's the offer <laughs> Yo, two and a half dollars deal or two no deal deal or no deal ten dollars to each of you and they have uh-huh. to finish in the top four, or ten dollars with just Scotty, and they have to finish in the top five. Uh, Scotty, take take the top five. I'll split it with you. Twenty. Yeah. Ten dollars <laughs> for one bet with Scotty. They have to finish in the top five, or ten dollars to each of you, and they have to finish in the top four. All right, we'll settle this off air. No, no, I'm willing to take. I'm willing to take either. Buddy, you need your money. You, you stepped in. We've wrapped it up. Uh, Chris, as always, fade his picks. Um, the top three and bottom three. Who wants to start? Should I or do? Oh, wait, I... wait, which one is it? I need to know. I'm writing down. Our... You're taking me individually for ten. Okay, top three. All right. They don't have to be in order. Yeah, I. Scotty, you starting? It feel, yeah, sure. I mean, it feels kind of clear cut from my perspective and, and who's going to finish in the top three. And I'm not sure about the bottom three, but that also feels mm. kind of clear as well. For me, my top three is going to have to be C9 Liquid and TSM. Maybe 100 Thieves cracks it, but I think they'll be a fringe team, as we as we said earlier. If... Uh, the team that's going to fall out there is going to be TSM and it'll be on the back of that uncertainty. Right. And then 100 thieves fills that spot. But I do think that they will play above their pay grade, which is interesting enough as it's very high. Um, And I I think they'll honestly, they won't finish third, but they'll finish above that if they're going to be in the top three, but if not, they're going to fall out. And then for bottom three, I've got CLG Dignitas and golden guardians. Some pretty obvious picks there. Yeah, I, but, honest, I feel like this year there's a real um, there's a clear cut difference between top five and bottom five. Like when I yes. look at bottom five, like when I look at EG, I'm like I really feel like they are just better than you know FlyQuest. Maybe they do, but once we start looking at hundred thieves and TSM, T- C9, and uh, TL, it's hard for me not to just go okay. Well, the, at least those four teams are hands and above better. Um, I agree with you. I have I have a hundred thieves knocking on the door. Maybe EG's like the dark horse that can break, you know, cause some upsets in some some way. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's hard just not to just give those top three. It My looks so three, difficult. Guardians, Immortals, and Dignitas. It looks so difficult to upset those top three teams over and over again to the point where you'll be in the top three. Yeah, agreed. Like that's what's. D- difficult about the task at hand chris are you i know you're about to put 100 thieves in there which i i, I respect are you ready for the profit oh, for, the top, for the top three i've got team liquid 100 thieves it doesn't C- have to be in order 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. Team Liquid, 100 Thieves, and who? And C9. CLG. Oh my god, no, where's C9? No. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you $100 to $50 right now that they will not arrive in the top three. I don't know. I, I couldn't see that straight face. It was. It's actually C9, Team Liquid, and 100 Thieves. But that is true. I do say that wholeheartedly. Bottom three. That's fair. Bottom three, TSM, Dig, and Golden Guardians. TSM? <laughs> That's just so egregious. You're just saying that for clickbait. I just like... You're just trying to get a reaction here. That's... The problem with that is just like if I just take those players and one on one them against the other teams that you're putting above them, they just beat them purely off talent. Fortunately, it's a team sport, Nikki. No, I I truly actually have Chris. FlyQuest, <laughs> Dig, and Golden Guardians. That's my bottom three. Oh, okay, FlyQuest. FlyQuest, interesting. You know what? I'll let you rock with that. I'm not gonna give you a hard time for that one. If yeah, you put the SM down there, it fucking It's like basically, is Golden God? Is it going to be CLG or FlyQuest in in the the bottom three? So, I see that. I see that. Pretty see much, that. yeah. There's no real debate about digging Golden Guardians, though. Yeah. I mean, I want to see, I want to see both of them succeed because they're young. But that's about it. That's pretty yeah, much. I want to see them succeed because they're young. Because if they succeed, then NA is a dumpster fire. Just like wrap it up. Just God. that's true. Yeah, I guess. Don't forget, we have a ten dollar wager that CLG will finish above Dignitas. So I, I'm, I like what you're saying because I agree with it. Mm-mm-mm. It's gonna be great. I think uh, Dignitas will finish wager. above CLG. I think, I think CLG is gonna let you down. We have CLG finishing seven or below, and I win twenty dollars. Um, ten dollars. Oh man, you! I can't believe you're making that so low. You're such a little cheapskate. Uh, um, ten dollars. If they come in sixth place or above, Chris gets ten dollars. Then yep. Scotty and Chris have a bet between Dignitas and CLG. Scotty believes Dig will finish above CLG. Chris does not. And then right. Nikita and Chris have a bet CLG over FlyQuest. Essentially, what we had before. I think FlyQuest will finish higher than CLG. Chris does not. And then finally, Scotty and Chris have a TSM. Sixth or lower, if they come outside the top five, uh, Chris gets 10 bucks, and if they do not, Scotty gets 10 bucks. So, basically, easy money for us. Um, <laughs> and I'm happy with that. Wait, All right, you would would Scotty and Nikita like to make any wagers together, or do you guys just want to like hold each other's hands the whole way? No, I'm down to hold his hand because we're both right. It's just okay. like birds of a feather flock together, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Final, that. final thoughts here. Who's winning it all? Who are your butts for LCS winner? Well, why don't we, what, what about lock-in? Start off with lock-in. You want to do the lock-in first? Yeah. Who's coming out hot? Chris, I'll let you. I think, truly, I think for teams that are going to come out hot, you need continuity. I love Liquid in this instance, both for as a pick and for the odds. I think Liquid's a great option there. And And your dark horse? My dark, my dark horse dark. is going to be CLG, of course. 100 Thieves. 100 Thieves Dark Horse. I think <laughs> that's, that's not a dark horse, but sure. No, but well, it is. I, I guess yeah. kind of. Yeah, sure. I think, it, I think, look, I do think I gave 100 Thieves a ton of shit at the beginning because they literally just re-wrapped Golden Guardians. But Golden Guardians was, be, while they didn't perform in the regular season. They did start to kind of get together. And I think another year, more experience. I do think that they're going to be able to click a bit better. Keeping that team together, I think is the smart thing. And therefore kind of just what I said about liquid continuity and team chemistry is going to matter a lot for this tournament. And so I could see them getting sneaky and winning a couple games, potentially winning it all. Winner of the (sighs) lock-in. Fuck. It's so hard to decide. Because if I think if I think TSM is going to shoot above their pay grade, it's clearly them. But C9 did just pick up perks, and I'm going to have to stick with C9. They're the favorite. My dark horse is FlyQuest. <laughs> um, Licorice, can he lead a team, a young team, to success? We're bound to find out. They have an R7 pickup and a Dignitas pickup, which is honestly a shame. But we'll see what happens there. I That's my dark horse. That's why they're a dark horse. 
We'll see. Uh, I I'm gonna put Liquid as winning walking. Yeah, I can yeah. get on the back of that. I mean, any of the top three teams are a good choice. Here. Um, I kind of my Wait, my, copy, my wild card is TSM. Um, <laughs> that's a soft wild card. I know. Well, I know, but the, so the thing is, is TSM apparently been doing really well in scrims. So I'm actually yeah, it's fair. It's, they've been doing really well in scrims. But again, we have no idea like how they're gonna match up. I I do, I do I agree though that the outside of those three, I think Hunt for Thieves has the best bet of actually actually winning, coming in and, and doing pretty well. Um, TSM's at six point two nine. So yeah, that's what I mean. Like they're they're not they're not the clear. The difference between TSM and yeah. Thieves is only a hundred is only one point. So I I do to me it's I I do think that TSM might come in and win it. I do, yeah. I, I very much like their odds at six two nine. I think that's a very smart bet across the board. Um, if you are gambling on this lock in tournament, and I, I think they will outperform expectations, especially bookmaker expectations. Um, I think that's kind of a wrap up on the entire beginning of the LCS. I guess a very good intro, a very long one for sure. If you guys have any final thoughts, we'll be coming back with the LCS later. No, this we, is just we just uh, done the LCS, Chris. Hey, we'll be oh, coming yeah. back with the LEC. With the LEC, LEC Europe. But we, we have a lot of plans for the year. It's going to be an exciting year for sure. CDL is already delayed. It'll be an exciting year. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter to keep up to date with the picks, and join our Discord in the description below to conversate with us and give us feedback on the most recent podcast, which we may or may not take into account when we record the next one. You can just have to listen to see. We will see you all later. Toodaloo.